Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having No More Mondays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No More Mondays podcast. As usual, we are so excited you decided to join us for this episode entitled The Side Hustle Shuffle. If you're looking for a really interesting human to hear about and get to know, Bogdan's Lakoff won't disappoint. This multifaceted personality has become a friend, a trusted advisor, and a colleague while we've grown kind of parallel efforts to help job seekers. The most recognizable thing in Bogdan's history is his time as a content marketing manager with LinkedIn Learning. He's since moved into a green tech company focusing on their content and they serve the solar industry, but that's not all. One of the main reasons I wanted to introduce you all to Bogdan is because he has nailed the idea of the side hustle. And he's a proven example that you can grow a business endeavor alongside of full-time employment even when it is a time-consuming kind of demanding job. Growth Hack Your Career, Bogdan's side hustle, helps almost 30,000 job seekers find new opportunities through proven strategies he himself has tested. He works with coaches, authors, and Forbes council members to uncover the greatest job search tips out there. And I happen to have the honor of being just one small resource within the Growth Hack Your Career family. He's a great tool in my toolbox, and I'm excited for you to learn from him today. So let's welcome to No More Mondays, my friend Bogdan. Thanks, Angie. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's fun to talk to somebody who like plays in my same my same playground. And we'll get into like, I think a little bit of like career tactical things. But what I want to do first is let's talk about, quote unquote, the day job. So Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about what you're up to at Aurora Solar and the world of content, and then we'll kind of move on from there. Sure. So um, as a uh, senior content marketing manager at Aurora Solar, my job is basically to um, write blog posts, run webinars, create ebooks, just all sorts of assets that help the solar community get better at what they do. So as part of that job, it's been really interesting because I've had to, I have no solar experience prior to getting this job. And I've had to learn this entire industry super, super fast and then be able to write about it as an expert. Intelligently, exactly. Mm-hmm. And if if for those of you out there who kind of frequent the No More Mondays, you'll remember in season one, we talked to Vanessa Sigmund, who's also in the content world. And I love people who work in this career track because it's something that I think has emerged as a really strong and growing career track since technology and digital and everything that has content has become so prevalent. And so this is it's fun to talk to somebody who is doing it kind of in that technical that technical landscape. And I was curious about that is how did, how did you get up to speed on all of that? So I, I love learning new things. So it's really a lot of reading, a lot of listening to podcasts, a lot of watching videos. I think that one of the best things about working in content is you have to learn everything that there is to know about that subject and then write about it as an expert. And so For anybody who's considering a career journey and they're wondering what they want to do, if you love just learning new subject matter, like content might be a good good career for you. The other thing I love about it is it's given us a really viable, realistically paying career track for writers, which I think is awesome. 
Yeah, I I went to school for creative writing and it was four years of getting made fun of by all of my friends because I went to UCSD, which has a bunch of pre-med students who are trying to become doctors. And they're like, oh, you're going to be a starving artist. You're going to like, you can live in my basement. So I was the butt of a lot of jokes back then. Hey, last laugh, because you're killing it. And this is perfect because I really wanted to, for you to give us your kind of journey into content, which that's a great starting point. How did LinkedIn happen? What was that content writing about? Kind of give us an idea of your history and how you got to where you're at today. Sure. So I originally started my career out of college in video. So I worked for a couple of years in LA on some TV shows, and then I moved more into freelance. So I was a freelance travel videographer, which is just as amazing as it sounds. <laughs> um, yep. And I did that for a good long while, like four or five years. But what I discovered from that process was even if you land something like your dream job, you can still get fatigued by it. You can still get tired of it. Um, one thing that I really didn't like about that job is that for about two to three weeks per month, I was out traveling by myself with like a crew and I never got to see my family and friends and it was pretty lonely. Um, I'm a pretty social person. So I decided to make a career pivot, which I know, Angie, you are an expert at. Love uh, talking about career pivots. <laughs> career pivots are so hard, but super rewarding too. So I decided to make a career pivot into a so-called day job where I work nine to five. And it actually took me a really long time to make that pivot. From the time I decided to make the career pivot to the time I got my first content marketing job was 14 months, which was so brutal. You know, like 70 people listening out there just went, oh, thank God, it's not just me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's super, super hard. I mean, the thing was, I had a great resume, but my resume was all about video. Like it didn't have anything about content marketing. So whenever I would apply to content marketing jobs, I wasn't really a qualified candidate by their standards. So the way that I went about trying to fix that is I tried to find some freelance opportunities in content marketing. And then I did this like, I don't know if it's sneaky or if it's like just a smart move, but I literally just put those experiences on my resume without smart saying move. this was a freelance <laughs> opportunity. I just said, yep. if they ask me about it, I'll tell the truth, but I'm just going to put content marketing manager for such and such company. I love real world examples and also validation of the madness in my head that I tell people that it actually is like, oh, okay, this this is true. Uh, the fact that it won't happen overnight is a really big thing to just wrap your head around because you. Ha I think you have to be really convicted and committed to the change to see that through because otherwise it's really easy to throw in the towel and just go back to what you know. And I also tell people all the time, do a project and put it on your resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, my first project came literally from a guy that I met on Facebook. I'd never met him in real life. And he was like, hey, uh, you do content and stuff. And I was like, I do. I do content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, yeah. You want to write this thing for the company I work for? And I was like, sure, absolutely. No problem. <laughs> Heck yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. And so and I, this is perfect foundation to move into talking about growth hack your career, because I'm guessing a lot of what you learned through that pivot and in moving through some some good employment opportunities really set the stage for this. 
And uh, and so I guess we could call it a side hustle, but I don't know if that's fair to it. Um, it's your entrepreneurial endeavor that happens alongside employment. And that's really the, the message that I want you, everybody out there to know is that you can do that. And so tell us more about Growth Hack, your career, and how you see it playing into kind of your professional future. Yeah, so I started Growth Hack, your career, because I was... I was in my nine to five job. I had made it. I had made the career pivot and I was a content marketer and I was super excited about that. But I realized that those 14 months of pain and agony and all the things I learned, all that knowledge was just going to disappear. So I started off with just writing a blog post that's um, it's called the ultimate guide to job hunting. And it's super, super thorough, super long. Everything I know is in that blog post and it blew up. People were like sending me messages saying, thank you so much. This is amazing. They were using that blog post to land their own jobs. And so I thought, huh, this is interesting. Like it, it's kind of taking off on its own. So that's when I decided to put my video skills to actual good use and turn some of those lessons in the blog post into videos that would be an e-course. At the heart of it, Growth Hack Your Career is essentially me teaching job seekers everything I know via video. It was created kind of by accident, kind of by intention. So, and it's a, it's what I would call a content platform in and of itself. And what I think is interesting about it is it's representative of kind of all of you. Mm-hmm. So your, your, the day job, the nine to five is that is the pivot. Whereas growth hack, your career really leverages all of your experience professionally and through, through your career journey for the good of others. Exactly. And, and it didn't start as like this huge endeavor. So the way I started growth hack, your career is I recorded one video. That's like one lesson. And I put it up on a landing page that was really, really ugly. Like this was the most hideous landing page on the planet. And I just wanted to see what would people sign up for it. And I got something like maybe five, 10 people sign up for it total. But I said, okay, there's like, there is interest there. And then you start building on top of that. It's a proof of concept. And mm-hmm. and so there's a, I had another conversation recently around the whole like entrepreneurial endeavors and perfection component. And I think this is a really great example of you didn't do it perfectly in a way. And in in some way you barely did it, but you just put in a minimum in technology, we'll call it a minimum viable product, but you put just this minimal thing out there to see if and what bites so that you can inform V1, which is the next level effort, but you're not putting hundreds of hours and exhaustion and money into something Mm -hmm. before you ever test the waters. Yeah. And I learned this lesson the hard way. So Growth Hack Your Career is not my first business endeavor. It's my sixth business endeavor. Okay. You you and I are probably around the same. Yeah. We've got the same similar tally going there. Yeah. But my first business endeavors, I realized that I kind of did all of what I call cowardly activities, which is I would work on the website and the logo and the colors and the branding. And I would do all these things for like six months at a time and never take like the courageous act of asking for a sale or, you know, putting out like marketing materials and like putting myself out there. And so I, for Growth Hack Your Career, I was like, absolutely not. I will not spend more than a week on this landing page. Of course, if I had spent two or three weeks, it would have been beautiful and much better. I was like, no, you're not allowed to. But you stuck to, you stuck to that, which was good. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you will not make more than one video. You will not do, you will not futz with your logo. I did my Growth Hack Your Career logo in five minutes. I was like, here's the logo. It's done. Like, move on. <laughs> a really nice uh, kind of 
way to think about this that I picked up from Chase Jarvis, who is uh, the founder of Creative Live, um, which is an amazing learning platform. But he talks about this when he was a professional photographer, that there's this spectrum of creativity to money. The more money you want to make, the less creative those projects will be. So if you want to just make lots of money, you would work for like an insurance commercial, like a pharmaceutical commercial, which, yeah, so you have that. And then the closer you get to creativity, the less money there is to a point. And this is the interesting thing that he points out. There's a point where you are doing such creative work that you're not being paid for it. You're actually putting money into the project because you love it so much. And so you can think about that for your side hustle. It's like, like yes, you might not be making money at, at first. You might be putting money into it, but it's like, it's your creative outlet. It's like something you love doing. So it's still worthwhile. And in, and I think this is a good example of what you have going on too, is it's, it's, the, it's the balancing out of kind of, each of us and you and you guys who listen regularly have heard me say this before that, you know, our job isn't all of our being. It shouldn't be all of our being. And when you try to force that, you're going to set yourself up for a big old disappointment. In your case, you figured out how to kind of run parallel activities that really kind of add up to fulfillment and each address different elements of who you are. Yeah. And honestly, I think Growth Hack Your Career, the the biggest thing it's helped me with is my actual nine to five career is like whenever I feel frustrated from like a day to day perspective or my idea gets shut down, I say, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to just jump on Growth Hack Your Career and do this creative thing here and just play around because it's it's my sandbox. It's my kingdom. Right. I can do anything I want with it. No one can tell me no. And so I think it's really important for anyone in any career to have that like outlet of this is my little like project that I work on and it's mine. No one can tell me what to do with it. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like a release valve and it helps you in your nine to five to not write that angry email, right? Where you're like so frustrated, <laughs> like you, you just go to your side yep. project and, and that's where you release. So one of the things I wanted to ask you is um, when I talk to people who are considering this, like a side hustle or they're going to do something like, start a business and grow it with the goal of tra- of getting it to the point of, of a certain financial threshold so they can transition. One of the thing that, things that always comes up and you are very uniquely qualified to have the following discussion is, what do I do about LinkedIn? Because do I, can I use it for my side hustle? What do I do about my employment? So let's have a tactical career coaching discussion about your recommendations for that situation. Sure. So I've had I've had mixed experiences with this um, and it really depends on the employer and how stringent they are about your personal social media. So first, I'll give you the ideal scenario. The ideal scenario is your employer recognizes that your LinkedIn is your own social media profile and they have absolutely no say in it that doesn't happen in the real world, right? Like we're all on LinkedIn. We're all seeing what each other is doing. So when I was working at LinkedIn, ironically, I had to be way more conservative with my LinkedIn profile because they're a big company. Like they're a lot more paranoid about, you know, their employees, personal branding, all of that. Mm -hmm. So if you notice my LinkedIn during my time at LinkedIn, Uh, I posted very little and anything I posted, I made sure it wasn't controversial in any sense. Um, Now at Aurora, where I'm at a startup, like I want to give them 
full credit for this. They did mention to me like, Hey, we've noticed you post a lot on LinkedIn and we had a conversation about it. Um, but I told him like, I never put, I never spend my nine to five time working on my LinkedIn. All my posts are written at night after work hours. And then I'm just copy pasting on actual LinkedIn. So I'm not taking away from my day to day job duties. Um, and once I put it in those words, they were a lot better about it. And they said, we want to encourage you, you know, this is a personal growth thing for you. That's one of our company values. Um, just please make sure that when you are posting the LinkedIn, make sure you balance it out with growth hack your career sometimes Aurora as well. Sometimes. That's a, that was even better personal example than I thought I might get out of that conversation. So that's perfect. And there's a, there's an element there that I think is important to highlight. And that's that one, the open line of communication with your employer to actually have the conversation, but also because they value similar things to you, it actually works out. And we, yeah. that's another thing we've talked about on the podcast is kind of aligning your values to kind of a company's values. And then it's it's a really good fit. And they will see this as something that's important to you in professional development. So when you are not uh, working at Aurora Solar or writing LinkedIn posts or creating videos for Growth Hack Your Career, what do you do? What balances you out? So I tend to be pretty active. My ideal weekend is not sitting at home on the couch watching TV shows. Um, that actually drives me crazy. I love doing stuff like surfing. Obviously, I'm in California. I try to surf about every other weekend. I'm still not good at it. I'm still terrible at surfing, <laughs> but I, I like to do it. Anyway. You know, that was everybody's question. Oh, if you surf every other weekend, you must be good. But I think no, it no, takes I, I'm, I'm awful. I can't I can't even turn very like very much at all. Um, but I just love the experience of just being in the water. So I like doing that. I like going really off the grid camping. I'll, I have a uh, Toyota 4Runner and we take it out like way out on the trails, like miles away from anyone else, which has been really fun to get into. Um, and then the third one is I really like riding motorcycles. So um, me and my girlfriend both have motorcycles and we'll just go on little rides together on the weekend. It's been pretty fun. That's awesome. I would not expect that from you. And you have a vintage motorcycle, right? I do. It is a 1976 Honda. It's quite old. It leaks oil. It makes <laughs> weird noises, but it's super fun. Um, okay. So you and I are going to have a little fun together and we'll see. Maybe this will actually be rapid fire because usually it turns into conversations, each element. But this is a little game we play to learn a little bit more about you and some random fun facts. So um, we're going to play a little round of rapid fire. Are you ready? Sure. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Favorite candy? Three Musketeers. Ooh. You know what's so funny? See, here I go. I'm scrolling already. <laughs> Nobody ever says the classics. Three Musketeers, Milky Way, Reese's Cups, Snickers. You're the first one to at least list any four of those. Yeah, there's a fantastic show right now. It just came out. It's called The Food That Made America. And it's literally like a documentary series that goes into like the people who created those um, iconic things like Kellogg's cereal, Hershey's oh, chocolate, cool. Three Musketeers, Snickers. It's really fun. It's really good to watch. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a race car driver. I, I've always loved cars. And so that was my dream. But then I realized like, oh, this is an extremely small chance of me achieving this dream and very expensive too. Give us a great, you've mentioned a couple good resources of like other entrepreneurs and people who have, um, you know, good resources. Give us a, a great book recommendation. 
Mm, so my absolute favorite book, if somebody actually implements it, it's amazing. If you just read it and you do nothing with it, like it's useless, like with most books, is The 4-Hour Workweek. That book has so many like high-level concepts that are really hard to implement into your life. But once you implement one of those concepts, it changes everything. So I would so that's say, Tim Ferriss. And- yeah, Tim Ferriss. And like read it, reread it. I read, I've probably read it seven or eight times. All right. Next question is name a great 80s band. Oh, this is my, this is probably my weak link. I don't know that much 80s music. Okay, 90s. I was, I was waffling between 80s and 90s. You pick. I'll, I'll tell you 70s. My favorite band of all time is Rolling Stones. So, okay, there you go. You can have that one. Mine's Led Zeppelin. So, you and I are, are music kindred spirits. What was your favorite childhood TV show? Favorite childhood TV show? That's also a tough one. Off the top of my head, the first one that comes to mind is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Was that a cartoon on Nickelodeon? It was. Okay, that sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> and I love. I always talk about food on Rapid Fire because I'm always hungry and I like to eat. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Um, I'd probably say chocolate chip. I keep it pretty simple. That is pretty simple, but a good chocolate chip is... Excellent. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So we end rapid fire with asking you, what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Mondays? Let's go. Okay, you get the two words. words. Technically, it's three with the apostrophe. But (laughs) tell me why. Why let's go? I really get excited about Mondays. I really enjoy the job I'm doing like nine to five and the projects I'm doing. And then I also love Mondays because it's like a very productive day for me for Growth Hack Your Career. Um, And it's also my exercise day. So I've just like, I've packed so much goodness into Mondays that it gets me excited. It's funny, we we see kind of two different um, MOs when it comes to that aspect of Mondays either jam pack it so that you're doing everything and you have this awesome like holy cow look everything I did at the beginning of the week or the idea of like letting yourself ease into it with less meetings I trend towards you like if I don't get up for the 6am CrossFit on Monday my whole week goes like then I don't want to get up all week Mm. so I feel like if you if you take that take that kind of idea of let's go and you get it done and you get into your routine you have it sets you up for success for the other four days of the week Yeah, mine's a bit hybrid. So my Mondays from 9 to 12 is slow. No meetings, like slow startup. And then once 12 o'clock hits, like I'm off to the races. Ah, okay. I'm glad you told us that. See, there's there. Everybody falls into a different camp. And the important thing is to figure out what works for you. When it comes to routines and schedules, there isn't any kind of one rubric that's going to just work for everybody. So try some different things out and see what you'll stick with. Yeah, I actually, um, real quick, I created a blog post and like a little, because I'm weird like this, I was trying to figure out what my most productive times of the day were and my most productive days of the week. So I actually graphed them, which I highly recommend, where like just jot down every day, like was today good? Was the morning productive? Was my afternoon productive? And I created these like productivity tables, which I can share with you for show notes or something like that, where you can actually graph them and see 
what is your optimal schedule? I would love to include include those in show notes because I think knowing your best working hours of the day and your most productive times of day, even if you can't drill down into like your the day of the week, knowing when you work best and most effectively, I think is really important because then that's when you put your hard stuff and you get it done faster. So yeah, we're gonna we'll definitely make sure we can include that in show notes. Awesome. So I love this. Bogdan and I could just shoot out tactical suggestions all day long. And before we get to one last big suggestion from you, I would love for you to tell everybody where they can find you. Where do we find Growth Hack Your Careers? Give us all your places. Sure. So you can always find me on LinkedIn, just Bogdan Zlatkov. Um, the other place to find me is on growthhackyourcareer.com. I'm always adding new content to there. There's a bunch of free content on there, including some of your videos, Angie, which were excellent. Um, and as like a little bonus for your audience, um, I wanted to give everybody 20% off to try any of our courses. So I'll set up a coupon code, careerbenders, and you just type that in, 20% off on anything. Awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes as well and be sure to mention it whenever whenever the episode airs and in and in uh, in our communication, because I absolutely love what you're doing with Growth Hack Your Career and love working with, you know, being a partner in the effort to help job seekers not have fear around finding another job. This has been so excellent. And I, I can't wait to just well, for you and I to do more things together and um Thank you so much for being part of No More Mondays and being on the show. And as we kind of wrap things up, tell us your best piece of advice for our listeners and what they can do to get one step closer to a more enjoyable career. I think the number one thing about getting to a more enjoyable career is not staying at a job that is okay. So like the danger is not being in a job you hate because you'll probably change out of that job. The most dangerous job of all is one where you're like, well, it's pretty okay. Like uh, I make good money and like it's, it's all right. So if you're having those kind of like internal dialogues with yourself, that's the indicator that like you need to push yourself to go beyond just an okay job. That's kind of nice. You want to be in a great job that gets you excited every single day. And if you use career benders or growth hack your career to do it, you can absolutely achieve that. So you had actually, this is very relevant because your LinkedIn post today was the quote about if you're not, if you're in a job where you're not learning or earning, quit. And that's exactly what you kind of just alluded to is the idea of we as women know this, the word fine. We all know what the word fine is. And if you're just fine in your job, you're probably a little too comfortable and there's better things out there for you. Yeah, I would say that probably one of the greatest weaknesses that people aren't aware of in themselves is patience. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes people get way too patient, right? It can be a strength, but it can also be a weakness in that you're like, well, I'm going to stay at this job for about two to three years. It's like, no, like... You should absolutely not stay at that job for two to three years, like move on. And there are people out there that are spinning their heads over that idea. But the length of time that we're staying at jobs is becoming less and less and less. And in the the next, I don't know, five to seven years, it's going to be very common for a year because that's where the that's where your income growth comes from. That's where your professional development comes from. And I think the the. I think the big message is whether it's one year, whether it's three years, when you get to that point of being fine and too comfortable and you're not learning or earning and that reward is not coming back, it's time to make a move. 
Yeah. And I'll give uh, people just a quick little resume hack here to send Ooh, okay. them off. So let's say that you're in your job and you've only been in your job for about six, eight months. There's a little hack you can do on your resume. Say you started this job November 2020 and it is now May 2021. Instead of writing November 2020 to May 2021, just put the year and say 2021 and all of a sudden your experience looks much longer than it looks. So it's so it's ambiguous. I don't if you guys could see the video right now, like both hands are up in the air with pointing because I tell people that all the time. No months on the resume. It'll leave it all ambiguous and then it's not a problem. Yeah, it's amazing. So that's a great hack. Bogdan, this has been awesome. And at the expense of probably you and I spending another two hours shooting back and forth tactical resume and job search advice that we probably 100% agree on. I will say thank you so much for everything that you've given us and our audience today. I appreciate you so much for being part of the No More Mondays movement. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. I hope that we can do a few more of these. Oh yeah. This is not going to be the only one because we love hearing from people who are enjoying what they do for work and in their entrepreneurial endeavors. And so this has been a great hybrid conversation to inspire people to think about how they can be employed and entrepreneurs at the same time. And so for those of you out there listening, I would love, love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays and leave us a five-star rating because it is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals with great stories like Bogdan's. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or guest suggestions, please visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.